What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess the Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, Spring Stampede 1998. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you really upset Jess and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? Let's go to Daily uh, Motion. It's better over there. Daily Motion's Whoa. fun. It's fun. Jess, yeah. other than the, uh, the date of April, why are we doing Stampede? Well, because we were doing the 2013, the 10-year-ago March to WrestleMania in WWE, but they skipped a pay-per-view because they had WrestleMania uh, in early April, 10 years ago. So in 2013, and then the next pay-per-view is in May, uh, which I believe is Extreme Rules. So I had to skip it. So I was like, well, I want to do a pay-per-view in April. Let's go back to WCW and let's do Spring Stampede. We did Spring Stampede uh, 94, which was the original one. And now I wanted to do 98 because this is kind of... When WCW started to, uh, they had just lost the 83 Weeks title uh, right before this pay-per-view. I want to say it was April 13th. wonder why. They lost. That's weird. Yeah, it was, when they, it was when they lost. So it was right before this pay-per-view is when they, they lost. They were trying the to put some bus in seats, Craig, you know. Oh. No, they no, were a well-oiled machine at this point. <laughs> so, but by the way, by the way, let, make no mistake about it. The 1998 was a banner year for WCW. It was the most profitable year WCW ever had. And WWF as well was on fire. So here in 1998, um, I remember it and we'll never see this again. Both promotions were on fire. I mean, if WWE would win the ratings here, it would be like a 4.4 to a 4.2. Like, both shows are getting in the fours. That's insanity. Like, it, I remember this time, and we will never see this time again. I miss it, but at the same time, hopefully we're getting back to not competition, but, you know, wrestling being a little bit hot yep. again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, like, back here, this I felt by watching the show that there were some good things, but I felt like WCW was scrambling at this point. You know, Vince and Austin were hot. WrestleMania 14 was in the rearview mirror. Austin was crowned as champion, and uh, th that was all brand new. And so people started switching over more to WWF at this point. And uh, yeah. but WCW was still hot. So the date is April 19th of 1998. We're in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Coliseum. Our attendance surprisingly is 7428. 7428 people. It seemed it like it was crazy. bigger. It, did, it just seemed bigger. Yeah, they, they were I, mean, I don't know why they would run small venues like this. Like they had been successful since 1996. So why in the fuck would they ever run a venue where and it was a sellout? I mean, they were hot as yeah. shit. Like Yeah. I mean, I bet they. I don't know if they were doing these leases at the time where uh, WW, WWF uh, booked like where the Nuggets play. So you, you do. They have to do the B arena in the city. Could be. Yeah. So it's like and they just smaller. wanted. They wanted to put the influence in that town. That's a very good point. That's what um, I think. And too. they were doing so much show. You know, they had a, a pay per view every month. They had three hour Nitro, two hour Thunder. It's like they're just trying to. But that's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, real uh, quick too here, uh, WWF Heavyweight Champion here, Stone Cold Steve Austin. WWF Intercontinental what? Champion was The Rock. Uh, WWF Tag Team Champions were the New Age Outlaws. And the WWF European Champion was Triple H. Uh, yeah, WWF was. was coming on pretty strong like at this point. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Our tagline is the biggest, the baddest, and no bull. Stupid. So fucking stupid. Just stop it. You love WCW it. WCW can our, never get their marketing right. Our commentators are Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Mike Tanay. Our interviewer is Gene Orkelin, and our ring announcers are Michael Buffer, probably for one. <laughs> and then David Penzer was our kind of primary ring announcer. So, Jess, would you like to get into match one? Let's do it. Let's do it. Match number one, Goldberg defeats Saturn with Kidman in attendance in a singles match in eight minutes and ten seconds. My only question is, why did it take so long? So it was Goldberg's it, first like lengthy stipi- match. The stipulation on this too, real quick, going into it, the, if, if the winner of this match would get a shot at the United States Championship the next night on Nitro, and there was a U.S. title match later in this card, so the story will unfold. So whoever won this match would get a U.S. title shot the very next night on Nitro, um, and that was a little stippy. And uh, what were you saying, Craig? Go on. Yeah, Goldberg stippy. was seventy-three and zero at this point, and this was the first time you'd seen him probably wrestle for an extended period of time. So it actually, yes, rather than just this 30 was his seconds, first match Hammer, like was... somebody and on pay per view, like as well. Yeah. And uh, the crowd fucking was into him already. Like it was just, you could say what you want about him, but holy shit. And he, this match wasn't perfect at all. Uh, I'll just, I'll start off. I gave it a solid C. I thought I would hate this match more, but Saturn is really good. Goldberg stood on the second rope and press slammed Saturn. That's insanity. Like that, I saw that. I was like, "Oh my god!" And when he uh, gave him the jackhammer, he put him up like in the F, you know the fireman's carry, like Brock does with the F five, and then he fucking powered him up into the jackhammer and jackhammered him. He was yeah. freakishly strong, but Saturn, Saturn absolutely Saturn, held this Saturn's match no together. small man. Like straight, yeah. Up. It, that the, finishing Saturn moves, held this match together. That finishing move started in the rings of Saturn, and then just he stood up <laughs> yes. with him, posted him on the shoulders. He almost screwed it up. He kind of flubbed it a little bit, but it's still the, the, the power was impressive. And and he actually <laughs> did it and he jackhammered it. So starting Rings of Saturn ended up just being jackhammered from it. Forever and green. When he speared when he speared Kidman, he almost killed Kidman because Kidman's head came an inch away from the bottom rope because he speared him closer yeah. to the corner. And Kidman, when he bumped, almost fucking caught the back of his neck on the bottom rope, like very close. Like I was like, oh, Jesus, man. Like yeah. the crowd was ape shit for Goldberg. I mean, there was no question. How'd you grade it, Greg? I gave it a C plus. Um, now he's got him up. He's gonna put him in a jackhammer. Yes, yes, yes. Seventy-four. Monday night. I can't wait. It was brute power. It was nothing but strength that won that match. You're right, hundred percent. That power. And then my notes were that press slam off the turnbuckle was something you hadn't really like seen before. And he's and my note is he tries to kill Kidman. So he <laughs> like three times Kidman tries to interfere in the beginning and he just like a rag doll just destroys him. But Didn't he throw someone outside the ring too and almost murdered them. I don't remember who he threw outside. He pressed someone. I and think threw he throws outside. Kidman at Saturn, like <laughs> in the um, but yeah, the all props to Saturn to carrying kind of this. And it was he did Saturn got a lot of offense in. Um it was. It wasn't just Goldberg for eight minutes. Goldberg was getting mm. his ass handed for a little while. So, yeah, I, to, I just had it nailed it pr- uh, perfect. It's like better than had any right to be, or better than you thought it was going to be. I thought I'd hate it too, and I didn't. There you go. 
<clears throat> Match number two, Ultimate Dragon defeated Chavo Guerrero with Eddie in his corner in a singles match. It took 11 minutes and 49 seconds. Um, this seems like it could have been a barn burner. Could have even opened the uh, the show up. What do you guys think? Uh, I give it a C plus. I thought it should have opened the show. That's exactly my notes here. Um, I thought it went a little too long, um, but it was a nitro match. I would rather um, have seen either Eddie versus Ultimo, but Eddie was probably injured here. And if you're going to play that storyline where Eddie's pushing Chavo to, you know, he's making him take on these like famous cruiserweights to try to, you know, do a thing. I'd rather this story develop on nitro. And then we get a pay-per-view blow off with Chavo versus Eddie. I'd much rather see that, but Eddie might've been injured here. I don't remember here in 98, but I just thought it was a nitro angle, but I gave it a C plus. Cause like, it was a solid match, and Chavo's excellent, and so's Ultimo. So, um, uh, and the crowd popped for his uh, finisher, his reverse choke. So, um, I mean, or the Dragon Sleeper, I think they called it. Um, so C plus. It's a little better than the first match, but I think Dave's right should have opened the show. I think the cruiserweights would have got him off. But I mean, it's not like they weren't hot for Goldberg. So I guess either way, right? Oh, Dragon, got him Dragon Sleeper. He's got it on him. Out of the tornado DDT. And he's going to tap out. It's over. It's over. Dragon is your winner. Eddie is not a happy family member. No, he's not. He is not at all. And But uh, that, uh, that should not take away from what I thought, guys, was a ultra-competitive match between Chavo Jr. and the Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, I gave it a B-. minus. Um, both guys worked hard, as we always say. Uh, the angle with Re with Eddie outside kind of yelling at Chavo and trying to get his respect and like, just bullying him to beat. And I'm trying to teach this guy. I'm trying to teach him. Uh, it's a nitro it's, angle. You know? It's fun to see, but it was like almost, you know, yeah, it, it was a by-the-books kind of match. There you go. <clears throat> match number three, Booker T, our current WCW World Television Champion, retains his title against Chris Benoit Who? and defeats him. Nobody. 14 minutes and 11 seconds. Um, I get excited about this, not not for the reasons of the terribleness that we hear in the line, but I I love Booker T coming out on his own, and this is just a big part of that. And Booker T is the man, five time, five time, five time. I won't say it five times, but come on, this is this is all about Booker T kind of coming out into his own, being that individual, stepping away from Harlem Heat and really showing the passion of what he wanted to do as a wrestler. And I, yeah, I get, I get a little choked up about it. Booker T's the best. Craig, I, what I do you got, this, man? Oh, so go ahead, Craig. Go ahead. I give it a solid A. Uh, best match on the card uh, in my book. Um, the stipulation of this match, because you can't just have a wrestling match in WCW. And from this point on, everything has a fucking gimmick. Everything has an angle. <laughs> everything is overbooked yeah. from this point forward. And so the thing about this was... It was Benoit Booker T because I guess it was the TV title. There was no time limit. So whatever. Um, but it was fantastic. It was hard hitting. It was stiff. Um, I have never seen Booker T kind of so like uh, shot for shot uh, in this, like with with, uh, with Benoit. And my notes are I forgot about the nasal strip period. This is where Booker yeah. T was. Everyone's wearing the nasal strips to kind of open up those passages. Uh, so Booker T is 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 right in the middle of his nasal strip. Uh, There's just some my ring. medicine chest. What are you trying to say? Sorry. Yeah. Um, good God, the diving headbutt that Benoit gives to Booker T, like he torques his neck and he lands like too far on him. Um, Booker's flying forearm catches like Benoit right in the face. And then um, 
Ben, it seemed to me Benoit had like no less than three concu- concussions alone in this match with like, he got one early and he, he sells his neck a lot in his head as he always does. But like, holy crap. Uh, but I just, I thought it was phenomenal. And we'll have to look at it many times. <laughs> he kicked him. Offside kick one. It was really good. Yeah, I gave this motherfucker an A minus. Um, and <laughs> by the way, um, this kicked off their best of seven series, which is fucking famous. Um, and this match that we saw here on this pay per view was their third match that month. So they did a best of seven series. One of the matches was thrown out. So they actually did eight matches. And then you have the three here. So why was one thrown ele- out? So it was, uh, they did the best of seven. And then on the seventh match, they did it on Thunder. And Bret Hart came out and interfered because he was turning heel here. And uh, and I think they were trying to either start a feud with Booker T or Benoit. I don't remember with Bret. And uh, so they threw it out. And then they had the seventh match redone on the Great American Bash pay-per-view here in okay. the but uh, yeah, this kicked off their best of seven. So they had three matches. Uh, this was their third match uh, just to compete for the TV title. Then I think Fit Finley won the television championship somehow from Booker. And then they did a best of seven to see who was the number one contender to take on Fit Finley at the Great American Bash. So they had match seven at the Great American Bash. And the winner went on later to face Fit Finley in that night. The best of, and then by the way, when they were both in WWF or WWE in 05, they did a best of seven again against each other for the U.S. championship. Oh, so cool. um, we need that's to do cool. an episode on their best of seven. The best of seven that they especially did in WWF was really fucking good. And this one here was one of the bright spots in 98. And it made Booker T. Booker T looked amazing like here. He's just fucking gigantic, by the way. And, yeah. uh, and, and Benoit just, I mean, look. Of course, nobody talks about him anymore, but he's just fucking phenomenal in there. And they both were stiff, like Craig said. Uh, this match was fucking excellent. And uh, Booker wins, which was really cool. And so uh, go back and spend a whole fucking evening. And uh, you can go on Reddit, by the way. And someone posted the links of all of their eight matches in the best That's of great. seven, you know, the one that was thrown out. And you could just click on it and fucking watch it on YouTube or Daily Motion. And it's fucking awesome. Like, it's so good. Like, this match was absolutely excellent. All of their matches was was excellent. Uh, great shit. Save the Chris really Benoit was amazing. Yeah. He's just will never. Yeah, they both he'll never so get the credit bad. and but separating the art from the man. He was love it. Well, yeah. I get the feeling we're not getting the same grade on the next one. No, Kurt Henning in yeah. match number four defeats the British Bulldog. I'm sorry, Kurt Henning is accompanied by Rick Rude. Bulldog accompanied by Jim the Anvil Nightheart. I'm not surprised. It's a four minute forty eight second match. Is it too long, Craig? Yeah, shouldn't be on the fucking card. So we go from an F in the last one. This is an absolute F. Uh, my Ooh. notes are in this order. Handcuffs are always stupid. Basically, Rick Rude was handcuffed to Jim Neidhart. So, and yeah, to stop sh- each other from interfering. I, yeah, they were handcuffed to each other on the outside of the ring. We should note. With like the, sh- the stupid short handcuffs. Who's, where who's Rick Rude just kind of kept who's falling. Who's booking this shit 98? Is it Sullivan? Who is it? It was fucking. And then, so, uh, then a cop comes out. Um, the ending is a huge cluster. They miss the actual moment. You miss the, just, the Henning pins Bulldog, and he doesn't even need the rest of the cluster ending, which is basically an officer comes out, Neidhart's choking an officer, and 
uh, Rick Rude is undoing the handcuffs to get free of the handcuffs, and it turns out that it's Vincent, aka Virgil. And the, uh, but the the fucking stupid cameraman missed Vincent giving Rude the key. Yes. That's how Rude got the key. Yes. So they missed it, and they just fast they just show Nightheart choking this cop because he had a hat on pulled over his head, and then it falls off, and it's it's Vincent, and it's yeah. just like man. Yeah, I, I probably should have given it an F. I give it a D. I just put um, so bad it was sad. <laughs> Match <laughs> number five. Chris Jericho defeats Prince Iakea by submission to retain the singles WCW Cruiserweight Championship in nine minutes, 55 seconds. Craig, you, you got something to say. I can see it. We gave Prince Iakea a hard time growing up. We really, really did. I don't. Oh, my God. You're going the way I thought. Uh, I didn't think you were going to go this way because if you're going to say what I think you're going to say, yeah, I agree. Uh, we hated him. We he used did. to throw he things at the screen. Yeah. And On I gave Conrad's this podcast. He's like, I, look, I don't know the man. I'm sure he's a nice man, but I fucking hate Prince IK. I hated him. Like We we did. And for no yeah. reason, like it must have been like the Rocky Maivia effect, like some kind of good guy, Samoan or Fiji kind of island guy. This match was great. This match was a yes. B. Ikea was awesome. Um, no complaints. They worked well together, and I just felt bad about my hatred for Prince Ikea all these yeah. years ago. And then it's also very funny that Jericho's music is Break the Walls layered in. Yeah, because they, they couldn't do the fucking generic uh, even flow. Try for a third time. The Lion Tamer. And oh. this time he's got the knee driven in the back of the head. He's got him here. Oh, he really does. It's over. That's it. That's it. The best sound the Prince ever heard is that bell. Here's the official verdict from David Penzer. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this match is still WCW Cruiserweight Champion, Chris Jericho. Is that what he came down to? Yeah, it was generic even flow. It wasn't even flow by so Pearl why Jam. Couldn't it was a they, generic I don't... version of even flow, and they can't do it. I don't know why. It's it's just very strange to have break the walls when he comes yeah. down in Jericho-holic phase, but yeah, hmm. I gave this a B minus. Uh, I thought it was so good. I put surprisingly good, and Jericho looks so fucking good and young and fantastic. And uh, I miss this Jericho. I know he said this Jericho's dead, but um, like it's uh th this old Jericho uh, was just awesome. Like, and I know he progressed and he learned how to be a better character, but I. Again, one of the really bright spots in 98 in WCW was fucking Chris Jericho. Like, yeah. he was excellent. Excellent here. Uh, he would do the stand-up ponytail to piss people off. Yeah. He just have a massive ponytail. He was awesome, man. He was really fucking yeah. funny. So He mocked Malenko on the, way, on the way out. Like, uh, yeah. Because, like, because Iakea graduated from the Malenko Academy in Tampa or whatever. So it's like one yeah. last shot at. So yeah, it was, it was, this was a very good match. So, so far, like. Well, I mean, we had the great DNF uh, from the one before, but you had Benoit and Booker, and then this match, and they had Goldberg, which was getting a lot of interest. So, so far, not a bad pay per view, actually. It started no. off pretty decent. Well, let's and keep to, going uh, see how we go into this about tag more. team match. It only lasts six <laughs> minutes. Rick Steiner and Lex Luger defeat Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell. Um, it seems like we had the brother blow off here, right? Um, what's happening? Uh, I gave it a I gave it a C minus. The only reason why I gave it a C minus is because at least they ended it with uh, Bagwell in the rack and the place going crazy. <laughs> don't don't ask me. Luger was over as fuck, man. Like all the time. Yeah. And uh, I liked it, but I yeah, I want to see a Steiner versus Steiner match. They never did it. We never got that payoff. It it was not as bad as I thought, but it wasn't great either. I mean, you got Luger on one side, you got 
you know, it's just, I don't know. Like, it wasn't terrible. It was just, okay, fine. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't fuck it up. Let me just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a D. It was, Ooh. it was yeesh. Uh, seeing Rick and Scott finally get their hands on one another was okay. But this, this gimmick of like Bagwell pretending to be hurt and injured all the time. This, right. And then all the time. JJ Dillon comes out and makes them wrestle anyway. It was just kind of stupid. Um, and the, yeah, it was just, Clunky you, lo- and... you loved it 30 years ago. No. <laughs> uh, so I gave it a D. Maybe that might be a bit harsh, but yeah. Yeah. A poo poo on it. Let's see. Let's see if we can find a hidden gem here in match Size number seven. Poop shoot. Psychosis <laughs> defeats La Parka in just under seven minutes. Did you find anything fun here, Jess? Uh, I gave it a grade nitro. <laughs> it was a late addition to the card actually it was never announced they announced it like this night like that's fine like there wasn't enough matches and they didn't have enough talent just throw it on there yeah i would rather I, add three more minutes on to since there was no time limit add three more minutes on to ben Juan Booker. yeah i gave it a b minus it was fun to hear parker uh la parker yell come on puto to uh <laughs> psychosis yeah, that's right. But that's all. That really, that that's really all upped your say. grade. Wow. And there was a nice open-handed slap fight, which uh, I've never seen a whip we to fine. the ropes. Like, I mean, I was, I don't hate that. I just really, this is a nitro You're right. match. It's, it was a, just yeah. a nitro. Exactly. You'd see it the yeah. next night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Match number eight, something you oh. wouldn't see on Raw. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan and Kevin Nash defeated Roddy awesome. Piper and the Giant. So good. And a Baseball bat on a pole match. Oh, who's going to get it? I don't 13 know. minutes and 23 seconds. I believe that is the longest. 13 minutes, really? Is that, is that all? I got. Oh, I'm I sorry. Mean, Booker, Booker T was longer. So I'm my sorry, but I got to get at least 13 minutes, brother, for this baseball mat, match. Uh, this match is an F. It was Tell trash. Me it's an F. Ah, it's an F. It was an F and it was trash. It was so fucking bad. Craig gave it an F minus. I gave it an F plus. Oh, my notes are bat on a pole match. Okay, it was just an overbooked mess. Uh, multiple bats. Once How? they got the bat from the fucking thing, the entire angle of the whole thing didn't matter because the disciple brings another bat out anyway. Right. So yeah. there's like three bats at one point, or like. Uh, and then, at- by the way, you make people climb a pole. You have giant, which I mean, <laughs> he will never get that bat. Turnbuckle, but Nash isn't going on the top turnbuckle to get it. Uh, Hogan and Piper are crippled. So, yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, what are you who's, fucking who's doing? Getting, who's getting, who's getting... The, bat. the disciples got the bat. Hogan's got the ball. Oh, my. It's Hogan with a cover on Piper. One, two, three. Hogan and Nash win it. And Hogan, Nash, and the disciple win it. Exactly. Well, this isn't over yet. And it's basically to tease Hogan and kind of Nash like heading towards their breakup. Hogan accidentally hits Nash. They still and they still win and go over. And then yeah. Hogan legit then turns on Nash. Uh, so it even, didn't make any sense. Even if they're going to split them, they still won't let Piper and Giant take the win here, uh, which right. makes no fucking sense at all. Just awful. Well, it makes sense when you say that doesn't it, work for me, brother. And this, it just kind of the paper just falls off the rail. There's just no cohesiveness. It's like everyone's doing the same thing. The, it's just it sucked. It was are, you, are you saying this affected the Raven Rules match for the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship that well, only not, took 12 minutes? Well, not to Raven jump too defeats. far ahead, but um, if you're going to, all you talked about the entire pay per view was a no disqualification Sting and Savage match, and you throw a Ravens Rules match right before it, with, which right. is also basically Stupid. just a no, no DQ that you don't really focus on at all. 
they 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 did the same shit in the yeah. semi main than they did to the main. Not to jump too yeah. far ahead, but you're, again, you're overbooked. We're fucking. We're here. What do you got? I gave it a B. I mean, uh, sorry. Even though it was overbooked, it was still fun to see DDP and Raven go at it. Um, and despite the kind of cluster, like I, I it might be too much, I'm too good of a grade. But I, I love DDP. Got a heart for him, and to see him and Raven you... go at and beat the shit out of each other, even though there's a lot of run-ins and I don't know what the fuck was going on, I gave it a B. It was all uh, Raven's flock. Um, I gave it a B too. Um, R- Raven was not used right, but only Paul Heyman, I think, knew how to use him. And, but I remember they also had a triple threat match with DDP, Raven, and Benoit that tore the fucking house down too around this time later. Um, it, they always had good chemistry, Raven and DDP. It was This was a really fun match. And uh, a lot of false finishes, which is really fun. You didn't is see this, that back in 98. Ahead, is, this, is this also setting up DDP to eventually beat Savage for the title or just beat Savage eventually because... No, DDP just... didn't win the title until a year later. Literally a year later, he won it at Spring, Spring, yeah, Spring Stampede 99 is when he won the title for the first time. I just wonder why he's dropping the title at this moment. Sorry. For the yeah, no, I, they, all they did after this was prime him. Uh, Goldberg would win the title in the summer against Hogan, and then he would take on later in the year in October, he would take on Goldberg at, at Halloween Havoc. But uh, yeah, DDP did not win the um, heavyweight title until one year after this pay-per-view. There's the even flow, the DDT. One, two, three. Oh, we got a new champion. He won the title. Who is that guy? I saw him out here earlier as a grip. I didn't see. I've never seen him. No, pulling camera cables. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match and new WCW United States Heavyweight Champion, Weaver. He's got a. Wow. That was wild. But yeah, I gave it a B. I thought it was awesome. And then uh, Raven wins the U.S. title. So the next night on Nitro, uh, Goldberg beats Raven and wins the U.S. title and starts his massive descent or ascent uh, into yeah. this superstardom. Um, oh. And I remember this whole interaction for some reason. It sticks in my brain. Good stuff. We're on to the main event, which... Craig says, double booked. It is a no disqualification match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. It goes 10 minutes and 8 seconds. And Randy Savage is over to is able to overtake the current champion, Sting, with Miss Elizabeth in his corner. What do you got, fellas? So I want to give it an F because they bombed Sting. <laughs> and I fucking hate the fact that they fucked up Starcade. And then they finally give the title back to Sting, and then they fucking let Savage beat him. And can I ask you guys a question right now? Yeah. You guys are ready for a little quiz? Yeah. Sure. Who beat Randy Savage for the world title the next night on Nitro? Hulk Tell Hogan. Me. Absolutely. So they fucked Sting's ring over because Bischoff's like, eh, we did this whole buildup or whatever. You probably shouldn't beat Sting directly. What if Sting loses to Macho Man and I beat the Macho Man? It's all garbage politics. It's awful. Yeah. It's a big reason why WCW went down the toilet later that year um, and they could never recover in 99 because nobody could fucking tell a straight story. Everybody wanted to get their momentum back. But I actually gave this match a B because this match was fucking really fun and good. 
And when anytime that Elizabeth gets stinger splashed in the corner is great, not because I don't <laughs> like Elizabeth, but because you never see yeah. Elizabeth take harm. They had a yeah. fun brawl on the outside. They beat the shit out of each other. Sting threw a fucking bale of hay on him. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. didn't he pile drive the referee? Savage pile drive referees whenever he gets a chance on WCW. <laughs> like it was just like, can I, yeah, can I pile drive the referee? And it's sure. It, which is hilarious because you're right. It's a fucking, you need the ref to make the count, but so. Why pile drive the ref? He just did it for effect. I don't know. Yeah. But it was good. Sting and Savage really had a fucking great match. Like a great little DQ match. But the ending was overbooked, like Craig said. And then Savage beats him for the title for no fucking reason. Like, only so Hogan can win the next night. It makes no sense. They they effectively neutered Sting so many times. They put him up a year knowingly did that and then heard the crowd and they're like oh sting's got to be hogan when he comes down they fuck up starcade and then they still fuck sting i don't get it jess what is the kayfabe reason why hogan came down and pushed savage off the turnbuckle not wanting him to win he was feuding with savage as well i think they fought each other the month before so it was all part of the nwo dissension and then nash comes down and sides with savage because eventually i think shortly after this they formed the nwo wolfpack and then Savage and Nash and a couple other people, like Conan, like Luger, um, they form the Wolfpack. So this is right before the Wolfpack. So I think that's why that happened. It was it, they overshadowed the world title and Sting's year long push in the rafters yeah. to kind of break up the NWO, but not really, and not have a payoff. That's exactly yeah. why they did it. And so Hogan win the world title back. A $50,000 fine, if he is fined, is a small price to pay to become champion of the world. He drags Savage over. He grabs the referee. And the referee looks one. He looks at two. And he looks and we've got a new world champion, my God. Randy Macho Man Savage is the WCW heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, I, I gave it a C. Um... I guess Savage actually blew his ACL or something uh, yeah. when Hogan pushed him off the turnbuckle. It's funny. And he still had to wrestle the next night on Nitro and lose the title. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, then Nash comes in. Cause, and then what's really funny is at the end of the thing, cause, and Savage doesn't even, get to, he doesn't even get to stand up and celebrate. He's laying there on Sting with the belt. Nash, I think they're like talking to him or whatever. He just yeah, doesn't Nash get up was from like it. Yeah, Nash talking to him, yeah. Um, and then it cuts to Hogan and, and Beefcake, dis uh, disciple, at the, and then Hogan just goes, "What? what how? What? How, how dare you, Nash? That's, That's my, my belt. belt. That's my and belt." And then like all disciple does is point and go, "Nash." And then Hogan what? says something like, "Else, like, no way, brother. That's my my belt." And then he's again, he just goes, "Nash," and it's just like, can you not say anything else? Like you fucking moron. And then that end of the pay per view. That end, and then it's, yeah, and then it's lights out. I only give the, the match a B. It, the ending of the show was an F. It was trash. Uh, them botching Sting. It was all awful. Was, but like, yeah. I have to give Savage and Sting props because they had a really good match. So I gave it a B yeah. match itself. But the ending was terrible. And I just don't understand it. Like, I don't, I really don't understand. So don't put the guy in the rafters for the year and build him up. If you're just going to shit on him, like when he get, doesn't make any fucking sense, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> holy shit. I mean, that's I know you're right. saying the that's same thing that I'm saying, but it's just, it? it's fucking unreal to me. It's unreal. Like, they just fucking blew it, man. Like, god damn it. There were some really nice, really nice, like, shining stars in here. Mm -hmm. Like, but it also lets you know exactly how much trouble they were in and the, 
how they because there, there their was main no event storylines were not paying yeah. off and they were old and rehashed and like yeah it was bad just running the running wrestling, running the, the wrestling on this yeah i give it a, a c plus b minus like same as craig in that same area um there's a couple matches jericho and ikea benoit and uh Buka, and uh even just the pop for goldberg like it was something special to see so there was there was matches worth watching